First of all, I have a banana and two two clementines for you as a snack. There you go. That's going to come up later in the podcast. Really? What? What? You know what I'm talking about? Did I watch the right episode? Just forget that. Forget I said that. Just hold on. We'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um. What, what? What are you snacking on? Uh, we have the Trader Joe's. They're like pretzels with oh, dude. peanut butter in my them. My roommate John loves. Oh those. my god. We have those. Literally, I have. Don't those get me started, man. They're so, they're just for me the best snack because I've always loved. I've always been someone who will put a spoon or a knife into peanut butter and then just if I'm really hungry and just have like two full spoonfuls and then I'm yeah. good. At that point, that and like a glass of water is perfect. That is one of the most Eli things I've ever heard. <laughs> it's it's so checked out. When you're from the ingredients household, mm. we were a snack household though. We had chips and mm-hmm. stuff like that, gummies to eat. But I did, and I still continued to like a spoonful of peanut butter mm. or just a handful of nuts. I love that. Yeah. So before we hit record, you're about to say something about an AI what? A pin. So, okay, okay. So. What do you mean pin? So retrace our steps because I think this is interesting enough. One of our <laughs> one of our mutual, one of our friends, this guy named Nathan is working on AI Super Smash Brothers coaching tool. It like watches your replays and it like, I don't know, gives you really good advice, like nuanced advice using AI on like what mm-hmm. you could have done better. Eli is working on some of the promo materials and I was thinking about how cool Eli is going to make those promo materials and how mm-hmm. easy, how intuitive it makes the product, which led me to think about the AI pin that's been going viral. I've seen it on TikTok, mostly people roasting how bad the marketing is. Oh, <laughs> it's like these executives that clearly don't understand how to do product marketing, yeah. mm. trying to be Steve Jobs. And it's so cringe. People on CNBC are like, so what do you, what can you do with it? And they're like, anything, anything. Oh, you can I do see. Anything okay. With it. Using AI, it just automates it for you. Like, so automates they're like what? a stereotype like, of tech bro that thinks they're changing the world, but. Yeah, it's pretty cringe. So it's like a lapel pin. It's the size of like an Apple watch or like an iPod nano. Uh-huh. And you have it on your lapel and there's a projector aspect there, there's a camera aspect. There's a touchpad aspect. I don't know much about the product, but what I understand is that instead of saying, hey, Siri, you can hold up your hand in front of the sensor and then it starts to understand that you're asking it for something and you can like make hand gestures to have it project the time on your hand or the temperature. I don't know. Anything to phone <laughs> to you, blah, 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 whatever. It projects. Right? Yeah. There's like a, like right, so a you're, little you're standing out on your it's- the first thing that comes to my mind is like, all right, it's California. You're walking on the street. It's really bright outside. I need to <laughs> see the time. What better way than to project it? <laughs> what better way to see the time than it projected onto my hand in the tape? Yeah. It did get me thinking, though. I don't know. Like between that and the Vision Pro, I do think the iPhone as an interface has gotten us pretty fucking far and as far as we could go. Yeah, they're done innovating on it. The optimist in me, when I think about the future 100 years from now, mm-hmm. I I know you don't like invasive technology, but yeah. if it manifests in a possible po- positive way, I feel like it might be that everyone has glasses, contacts, or microchips in their brain that makes you see augmented reality 24-7 if you would like. Mm-hmm. And that does make some people mu- even more addicted to technology and consumption. Mm-hmm even more than now, but for other people, social anxiety goes away because people actually have their heads up and like are talking again. Yes. I think I, I feel like I used to think that like five, 10 years ago, I was like, yes, this is the obvious Mm. progression of technology. I kind of think though, that it's kind of like applying our idea of like, this is what technology is right now. And then just multiplying that by time. But I don't think that's how technology works, per se, because we've seen yeah. that in the past. It's like, OK, in the a car is invented. What's next? The flying car. What's next? The spaceship. Right. <laughs> and we see that. It's like, that's how all technology is going to be. I think that's what we assume. But I'm always very hesitant to say what if that'll actually be the case, um, and especially if you see that in a sci fi movie and you're like, well, yeah, obviously, then the, this is how it works in Blade Runner. So that's how it's going to be. Yeah. I'm obviously oversimplifying it, but that's why yeah. I hesitate to say the natural evolution of iPhone is 
augmented reality because that's just less uh, easier, uh, I guess, more integrated into how we move and operate as humans compared mm. to having a device, a screen that you touch. I see what you're saying. Well, you're right. I don't know what's likely to happen, but I do think I think VR can make us even more separated and even more, I, you know, I consumption think, and anxious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The optimist in me says that there's a world where what iPhones did is hyper connected all of us, but flat, super flattened the experience of like yeah. human human interaction. I feel like what virtual reality or augmented reality could potentially do is like you could start getting rewarded for being kind, being charismatic, being present digitally again. Because right now, like being witty, be, being a good listener, being present, being charismatic, those things aren't really rewarded. Yeah. Holding long form attention, like those things aren't really rewarded digitally. The highest reward for digital stuff is like hate speech and making oh, people angry and stuff. Like that's what, that's yeah. what's successful. Yeah. There's also just on the opposite side of that, there's so many different people who are YouTubers or whatever that they're the exact opposite of that. And they say, I'm against yeah. the, but I think that is telling that that is what the norm is, is that they will come out and say, I'm going against the grain by being positive and long form. And yeah, because the grain is this like soul sucking box of negativity. Yeah. Well, it, it's, we've just come to find that negativity is more scalable than positivity because we've neurologically evolved to I like push feel against, more alert. I pushed against what, that what as well. Say. I pushed against because oh, really? every, uh, every, uh, that's what they say. Though. Leader, every leader yeah. of an industry and of every political leader is going to say, that's just nature. That's just human nature. Cause I think, uh, our belief in our, um, trust, not necessarily trust, but our, I'm not sure what the term is, but our desire for and belief that technology will solve all of our, all of our problems is, a, is some sort of like ism. It's like a techno ism. And yeah, it's like, a, uh, there's a word for yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a techno optimist. Right. Yeah. And every ism tries to just dis- to define themselves and justify themselves by saying, this is just the way of things. This is natural. They said they've always said that about every single ism. Give me an example. And I can tell you why they did, but I always push back against people saying, well, that's just human nature. Cause they've said that about to justify terrible things in the past. I always hesitate to say that because we know so little about how our brain works and how I think the brain and knowing some, I could wish Nikki could be in, in this conversation, Yeah, but knowing someone who's a psychiatrist and hearing from them, there's very little that we understand about the brain. And I think it's always a stretch to say it's simply in our nature to do X, Y, Z. That's fair enough. I, I'm definitely just regurgitating an ism that I've probably heard someone regurgitate online, mm-hmm. but it it is intuitive to me. Well, I think, I think what you're saying apply, like uh, there's people that say this online implying like, Oh, since we were caveman, like yeah. we were, we evolved to be more alert to the wolf that's about to kill us then like we pay more close attention to things that could potentially kill us than things that could potentially make us really really powerful and rich because it's more important to survive than to thrive genetically darwinianly speaking yeah so maybe that's not true it kind of finger in the air sounds like it makes sense but what does common sense make sense to me if i could if i can plead the common sense argument Mm. uh is if there is content that is telling me that I did nothing wrong, that I, that my position is probably correct and that you can blame something else, that is going to, I am going to have an easier time consuming yeah. that and following that versus someone that's like giving me constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so in that sense, I think it's somewhat self-evident that like certain negative content is more scalable than certain than positive content right right very broadly speaking yeah in the short term in the short term but Mm -hmm. for lower levels of consciousness in the short term if you're a high consciousness and you can think long term you're going to be like i'm using very abstract terms it's like (laughs) people don't want to eat their vegetables yeah but after a year of consuming only tiktok you might be like i feel like shit (laughs) and 
I'm smart enough to understand that maybe it's my TikTok consumption. Maybe the cigarette that I have momentarily <laughs> is really good for my stress or can help cool down my whatever negative emotions. And that shouldn't be discounted. But long term, fair enough. There are other potentially other negative effects that outweigh those things. Ooh, that's good water. Yeah. I love good water. I think we should get moving. Yeah, I, I fear that I, I fear that I got carried away. I, I love having this this conversation with you, though. <laughs> We've had it a few times in this podcast. I know I'm, yeah. I'm the more of the luddite. You're the more of the technocrat. Is that the right term? Yeah. What term would you I, prefer? I think it might be techno optimist. Techno, you said that, so that's what I'll call you, techno optimist. That's our dynamic, and I love having these conversations. But we're here for a reason. We're here to talk about Avatar The Last Airbender, and this is the podcast. We have a theme song, and it goes like this. Welcome back, everyone, to Avatar The First Viewing. This is the podcast where a first-time watcher of the show Avatar The Last Airbender goes through and watches the entire series from start to finish alongside an Avatar expert. I am your avatar expert. My name is Eli. I am your avatar newbie. My name is Peter. Welcome back to the show. We are on season three, episode 19, Sozin's Comet, part two, The Old Masters. And guys, I, I just want to call this out. This is the second to last episode of this chapter of the podcast. This chapter. It's not. No, the, it's the third to last. I looked over the next two episodes. It's got to be one episode. Okay, okay. Because it's those two are that's really one piece of media. Okay, all right, all right. It stops like at a point that's like, no, you can't end there. You really gotta go. Okay, finish okay, it. okay, okay, okay. So this is the second to last episode of this chapter. It's not the end. So let's jump into this one. What are your overall thoughts on this episode, Peter? I mean, I, I feel conflicted. Like I feel yeah. mixed. Like not mixed as in like this isn't a good episode. Like mixed as in like I'm uneasy for what's to come. Like yeah. things are coming together well, yeah. thematically. Mm -hmm. A lot of the plot elements, a lot of the callbacks that I had kind of predicted or hoped for kind of came back, <laughs> especially the fraternity around the White Lotus. No, especially your prediction about the turtle at the last Dude. episode. Dude, that was, I blew my own mind because <laughs> I threw that out there as like a, no possible exactly. way that they're going to play. <laughs> so when you said no that, I was like, do this. yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, that was such a throwaway one, too. I was like, I don't know. A it's turtle. A giant turtle. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. A, a lion, lion turtle. turtle. A lion Get tortoise. It right. Lion turtle, to be exact. Yeah. But you also did predict, as you said, you didn't say the white lotus, but you predicted there would be... Some sort of secret system? I can't remember what happened exactly. No, 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 no. I, I said, I don't know if I predicted that Boomy was in the White Lotus or we already always knew. Mm -hmm. I think I might have said like the first Firebending Master was a part going to be a part of it. I did not predict that the other Masters were going to be yeah. a part of it. I did say that the White Lotus was going to have a part in like the, yeah. the Boston yes, finale. Did. But like, you know, that that wasn't like a huge, you mm. know, I, I, I don't think that that's a... Well, I'm clever for predicting mm. that. That's that's the, you know. I think that was kind of obvious. I think I need to see the rest of the episodes yeah. to kind of really understand how I feel about this episode because a lot of Ang's part in this episode was so like it, it sounded a lot like our words of wisdom at the end of yeah. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they did. It's my wisdom to you is yeah, be yeah decisive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that was such a fucking thanks, asshole. <laughs> then that's Should the, I do A or B? That's the feeling he gets too. Definitely one of them. <laughs> do this, but really do this, okay? I'm not going to tell you exactly, but you should probably do this. Yeah. Like all of them were so like mystical about it. Dang. I should have killed the guy that that was a threat. So maybe be decisive when making action. Okay, next avatar. <laughs> your, your vocal fry is really good. Next avatar. Avatar Aang. Killing people sometimes happens. <laughs> <laughs> it planted a lot more seeds, and I don't think I can really say how I feel about yep. them until I see them kind of 
bear fruit next episode, next two episodes. Yeah, it did feel rewarding, but slightly, slightly under hmm, satisfying. But I, I feel like it'll pay off the next few episodes. Because again, this was all one episode or one event. That's true. That's it true, was that's last true. episode yeah. and the next two. I think the function of this episode, especially where it leaves off. Ooh, that last shot of Aang. I mean, I don't want to get into my overall, my favorite parts too much, but I think the function of this episode is great, especially when looked at one whole piece. Yeah. So I really like this episode. A lot of great moments in here, but I think we should jump into the newbie recap. Yep, yep. All righty. Newbie recap. So the Aang gang, Sans, Aang, and Momo. Sans? Without. I thought it was Sans. Oh, I don't know. Sans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I think. To, to, oh, I think you mean whom. <laughs> yeah. All right. I pulled a chit sang. Yeah, you got, we got a chit sang yeah. over here. Sans. <laughs> Sans, Ang and Momo. If you remember, are in the Earth Nation, and they were looking for June, who has the Shershu. Shershu? Mm-hmm. Shershu. That can smell down anything. They give him Aang's staff, but the Shershu's like, oh, I can't smell him anywhere. So June's like, nah, he poof, vanished. He, he doesn't exist, mm-hmm. which is curious because we know that he's not dead. And we also know that he's not in the spirit world, which Aang clarifies. Mm-hmm. So instead, they track down Iroh using Iroh's slipper because Zuko says there's only one other person. I There's one other person I know that could help us take down the Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. And they track him to Bossing Se. They camp outside of Bossing Se where they are then... At night, ambushed by the White Lotus the masters of old. Yeah, the White Lotus old masters, and among them are I forget the guy's name, but the guy that originally taught Aang firebending. Zhang Zhang. Yeah, Zhang Zhang, the waterbending master. Paku. Paku. That's right. Grand Paku. Boomy and one other one. I, I didn't know who that was. It the sword. Uh, oh, that was yeah. the sword guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes so much sense. He's named after the choreographer, I think. Master Piando. Piando, okay. And they have been called together by a grand lotus, Iroh, mm-hmm. because Iroh's mission, it turns out, is to take Bossing Se back from the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. There's this moment that we'll definitely talk about later where Iroh and Zuko reunite. That's like very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that later. And then the end gang and the masters basically plan what they'll do. The plan is that Zuko and Katara will team up to take on yes. Azula, Azula. Which you also said. Did I? Yes, you did. Okay, okay. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. And then Sokka and Toph. And Suki. Oh, and Suki will do their best to stop the carpet bombing from the air fleet yeah. thing. Ira and the masters will take back Bossing Say. And I guess Aang is, they're depending on Aang to show up and take down the Fire Lord. Fire Lord, yeah. Okay, okay. So that was the Aang gang. Aang is on this island that he disappeared on. Mm -hmm. And he's in the middle and he can't bend the ground, which is weird. And then we later find out that it's a giant lion turtle. Mm -hmm. And he meditates to ask a lot of the previous avatars what he should do they give him mystic answers back a lot of them are kind of leaning him towards like dude it's not about you it's about the world yeah but they don't tell him anything specific Mm -hmm. they kind of say like hey here's what happened to me but you got to make your decision for yourself kind of thing they also is this the first time that we see two new avatars yeah so i i recall way back when we met no face what's his name is that his name uh ko ko you Mm. I think you might have mentioned that like, oh, like one, one this happened to one of the avatars or something. Yeah, the Ko did mention that. Oh, Ko mentioned it. Okay, another okay. avatar. I've seen you before because I've seen the other oh, avatar. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Ko mentions that. So it's cool that they tie that back. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. The waterbending avatar and the female. Karuk. Avatar Karuk. I want to say like the female. Yang Chen. Yang Chen. Yes. I was gonna say Chang Chang Lian. So. <laughs> Yang Chen. She's the airbending avatar before Aang. They also just wrote a book about her. Wow. There's a Kyoshi, two Kyoshi novels and a Yang Chen novel. Yeah. Out. Oh, awesome. I'm excited to consume like more some of the media. peripheral content. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
I think I'm going to spend a decent part of my 30s consuming all the peripheral Star Wars content. Oh, like um, the Legends stuff? No, like the there's like the main movies and then there's like the animated movies, the the or oh, the yeah. animated Clone Wars like, is good. That's yeah, a good no, show. exactly. Yeah. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people are saying that a lot of perfer- peripheral content that's even better than the main movies. But anyway, oh, the we we have to end with the Turtle Island takes him back to I don't know where it took him back to actually. I figured it was Earth back Nation. to yeah, okay. They're in the Earth Nation. Yeah. He has a moment with the turtle, and the turtle also kind of gives him mystic fortune cookie wisdom. He mm-hmm. says something about like a true mind doesn't take shit, and a true heart turns hate into love and something like that. Yeah. And then he like taps him in the sol- solar plexus and the third eye with his giant yeah. fingers, and some green light flashy thing happens. Yeah. And that's obviously spiritually significant. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll go into favorite parts and like predictions, okay. but the final shot is really fucking powerful. It's yes, the comet starting to come down, and right we behind see, him, and he's looking yeah. out to go face the Fire Lord because the yep. Lion Turtle says, "Wait here, he'll come." He was talking about uh, the Fire Lord, I guess. He was okay. Okay, I get. Is that? I thought that wasn't a spoiler, but <laughs> no, I was a little confused, I was, and then I was like, "Oh, I guess he's talking about the Fire Lord." Yeah, because Avatar. The Aang is standing very determined. Yeah. At this point, okay, now let's let's get into it later. I love this episode, yeah. so I have a lot of favorite parts. Yeah. Do we need to go into predictions? I don't even know. Yeah. Let's do predictions. Okay. Yes. Yes, we absolutely need to do predictions because this okay. is everything that I've been talking about. Literally, there's only one more yeah. episode, so this is everything. I mean, this you is get, the this last is episode it. in some this sense. This is the last yeah, yeah, prediction. Yeah. yeah, this is the last prediction. You're right. You're right. Okay, so. I want you to predict everything. Oh, I want you to predict Sokka, Suki, Toph. I want you to predict Zuko, Katara. I want you to predict Aang, Fire Lord. I want you to predict White Lotus. And I want you to predict what happened with the lion turtle. What happened with the lion turtle? What <laughs> he the said he, fuck? Yeah, he, he touched his, his head oh, and oh, you said oh, something oh. was spiritually significant. So I want it, predictions for all of that. Let's start with that. Dude, I, I got to tell you, like in the last five episodes... Yeah, I've ping ponged back and forth so hard on how <laughs> they were going to resolve this. Yeah, because like for season one and two, I really thought this was like a neo protagonist yes. chosen one thing, and then a bunch of different times this season, I thought it was like power of love, power of balance, mm-hmm. accepting yourself even if you're not this like Jesus Christ mm-hmm. superstar world <laughs> savior. Yeah, that's okay, like balance. But now I'm kind of back on that grind of like. Maybe Aang does perform the ultimate sacrifice of like sacrificing his own monk-like morals to mm. kill this guy so that the world doesn't literally like hundreds of thousands of people don't get fire carpet bombed from the sky. Mm. <sighs> I uh, Can you give me like like a minute to kind of like simmer? Okay. Yeah, you're cool? good. All right. Okay. Made up my mind. Okay. I will make a commitment. It is, as Roku suggested, I don't know if it's A or B, but I will have conviction. Or what, what, what does he say? Mm-hmm. You, you need to be... Decisive. Decisive. I will decisively say that Aang does kill Fire Lord. He's offed. At the end of the season, he's offed. And it's Aang that pulls the trigger. I was kind of theorizing maybe Iroh will take that for him. Iroh but says, no, Iroh had a very good point this episode. Mm-hmm. He's saying, so wise. Like, yeah, it, look, I, I can't have the textbook saying that, like, I was another guy coming for the power. It's, like, very Lord of the Rings in in that way. It's got to be the Avatar. People need to know that the Avatar did it. That's how peace will reign. Mm-hmm. I think that Katara and Zuko, I've been very reactive on who Katara will end up with. Yes. And I keep coming back to, like, Whoever most recently flirted with her, but that happened this episode. I think it's Zuko and Katara when June is like, "Will do oh, look you back with your girlfriend?" Yeah, they're like, "No, I, I don't even love him." Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I think they'll that's, end up together. That's two. And then how did Azula? How does that resolve? <sighs> I think they will defeat Azula together. Uh-huh. I think they will lock her up on Fire Island. <laughs> what is that place yeah. called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think Zuko will assume the throne as Fire Lord. 
Yes. I, I think, hmm. Bossing Say will, will, you know, be rebuilt and it'll be the Earth Kingdom capital again. I think it will probably. <gasps> mm. Is Toph going to rule Bossing Say? Toph. Uh, okay. I don't know. No, 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 no. Toph is not going to rule Bossing Say. I think Boomy. Right. Toph. Hmm. Fuck it. YOLO. <laughs> Toph. Ah, she's so young, though. I think Toph will reside in Bossing Say with Boomy and Iroh. The, okay. They all kind of get along, similar vibe. Maybe Boomy. Ah, Boomy won't leave Amashu, though. Mm. It doesn't make sense for Iroh to rule Bossing Say, but I think he will be like an elder guide there. He did say what he plans to do in this episode. Yeah, a tea shop. Yeah, exactly. He's going to run a tea shop, probably in Bossing Say. Okay. That makes sense. So he, he'll have a, a part time job. Yeah. I mean, the White Lotus will just go back into the woodwork, just not disband, yeah. but just go back into the woodwork. And then that leaves Sokka and Suki. Sokka and Suki. I, I feel very proud of the fact that I compared them to Hawkeye and uh, the Dark Web. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Black, <Web>. Widow. <laughs> Black Widow. Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs> the evil version of Black Widow. Dark Web. <laughs> It's she the dark web has no superpowers, but is the best hacker. <laughs> well, I guess she doesn't superpowers either, but because that's essentially what they're gonna do, right? They'll come together in the end. Is that what happened in Avengers? No, 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 no. I was talking about. Oh, you mean are they gonna end up together? That's what I. Yeah. No, I thought you meant like what? What are they gonna do with? What are they gonna accomplish ba- battle wise? Okay. Yeah. yeah both. Uh, I, I, both. Yeah, I think they'll. I, I think they'll. Yeah, I, I think this is a little bit more straightforward here. Like, what's gonna go awry? I don't know. Um, God fucking damn it! If the me- mechanist makes a comeback in the last episode, <laughs> I'm gonna be furious. <laughs> I, I don't want any screen time minutes wasted on that fucker. <laughs> and he better not have a hand in sabotaging the, the, <laughs> the air fleet. Not, I don't want not him again. <laughs> no. Anything oh, but the mechanist. This, I brought this uh, the hazmat suit. Look what I invented. <laughs> but there is a secret hole. And if you shoot something in it, it, the whole thing blows up. Oh, God. No. Boo. Um, yeah, I don't know what it'll be, but I think uh, they will probably like hijack one of okay. the things and blow up a bunch of the ships or something. I don't know. All right. Toph is coming with them, too. We know that. Oh. They all left together on that lizard. The eel hound, I thought, was, yeah. it was one of my favorite uh, hybrid animals so far. That one looked yeah, like, that, yes, that that's sick. a very fast animal. Like you, yeah, by its yeah, design. Yeah. I don't know. I do think they're going to end up together, Sokka and Suki. And then Toph just helps out with their airship mission. Uh, Toph is going to do some epic shit. Yeah. Toph can metal bend, so I think she'll actually be like a force in the sky. Mm-hmm. Just soda can crumpling <laughs> shit in the air. Nice. I really hope we see that where she's just like magneto crumpling hot air balloon blimps just crushing them. Yeah. Love to see it. Okay. And then that leaves one final prediction. What did the lion turtle do to Aang? Yeah. So I think that it was probably that his avatar state was gone Mm -hmm. because he was honing it and then he left to save Katara or something. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he maybe like reopened that gate or something. Yeah. Allowing him to go back into the avatar state. Mm -hmm. And I hope we see unleashed full force avatar state, but somewhat in control Aang. Mm -hmm. I predict that in the final fight, I think we're going to see Aang use all four elements at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think we will see hybrid actions where we see like, water and air where we see Mm -hmm. like fire and earth where we see like fire earth and air and then Mm -hmm. he uses water to cool it down and like Mm -hmm. smack the fire lord Mm -hmm. and then like something falls on ang and then he goes under the ground and pops up elsewhere and Mm -hmm. then the dai li try to attack him and then he i think it's gonna be fucking epic yeah i think also ang there will be a tested moment where ang goes into his final form or something and mm-hmm. ang also gets the benefit of sozin's comet for his firebending mm. it affects all firebenders it's true yeah i think that there will be more lightning redirecting and i feel like it might be zuko versus azula mm-hmm. 
I think Azula probably tries to lightning bend on Katara and Zuko steps in front of her and redirects it. Okay. But I, I feel like it might come into play between Fire Lord Ozai and Aang as well. Because Aang does, in theory, learn it, learn the technique from Zuko. Yeah, because he did show him yeah. earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm happy yeah. with all his predictions. Final prediction, mm. Appa and Momo. Appa and Momo? <laughs> what happens to them? Do they end up together? Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, Appa is going with... Momo is with Aang at the end there. And then Appa is with Sokka, Suki, and Toph. Oh, I see. That's right. I, I, it's, I predict that nothing special happens to them. Gonna, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That's all. That's it. That's, that's the book that's closed all, on predictions. Yeah. You, are you ha- yeah. anything else? Is that it? You're, cl- you're going to close the book. I don't think Iroh dies. I think Lodozai dies. I don't think anyone else dies. I don't think anything that spectacular happens with Tylee and May. I think they're, you know, they'll be freed. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the prisoners will be freed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's All it. All right. That's a wrap on predictions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over our favorite parts of this episode. Yep, yep. I have so many. I love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I think, I think I need to come back and watch this again. Yeah. Cause like, I think I'm just like a little bit like not numb, but like I'm a little, like my sensors are a little fried, I think is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So much happened I, like yeah. thematically too. Dude, the part where um, Zuko and Iroh reunite. Yes. I felt myself about to tear up and then yeah. I just felt nothing. And I just think, I think I just pushed it down and like, <laughs> I like turned it off cause I knew that I was about to like fucking ball. Yeah. And if they stayed in that moment, I could see in like a Netflix episode they could really hold that moment mm-hmm. and it would be really big. That's one of my favorite moments of the whole show, honestly, Yeah, is that moment. Cause it's just, it's the culmination of everything that Zuko has gone through. And Iroh is just at that point, not given up. He's been waiting for, for Zuko and hoping that he would. And then, yeah. I don't know. I just think what they say to each other is just perfect in that moment. And I remember the first time I teared up watching it the first time. I love that moment. That's, that's what really, this is just one of the one of the moments in this ending arc that really extremely brings the show home. Extremely, extremely well, among others. But why don't you jump into those? I liked all the avatars. I love seeing yeah. more lore. I like seeing more and they're just good writers, so they do a really good intermix of like how different avatars manifested their destinies. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the water avatar like lived through a time of peace, so he like really didn't have to do active warfare. Yeah. But he has his own tragedies. Roku obviously like was really fucking good, but then made one fatal mistake that like mm-hmm. kind of like fucked everything, fucked the balance. But yeah, I, I like seeing that diversity. I, I'm split on the turtle because mm-hmm. it felt a little turtle ex machina to me. Right. Yep. A little bit. But at the same time, like for some reason it didn't, I still ate it up. And I wonder if it's because it is such an Asian yeah trope and this has been established in the show as like this they live in a mystical world there's lots of spiritual animals yeah 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 and it's an asian trope where like these kind of almost demigod natural beings that almost transcend and like connect the bounds between mortal reality and yeah some immortal godly level of like wisdom and benevolent Mm -hmm. knowledge and kindness it felt a little bit like that but you know, it is in line with like the owl thing that was protecting the library. Yeah. The fact that, you know, those fish, the moon is also a fish is also a, a, yeah. a cute chick from the North Pole. Like <laughs> it kind of falls in line with that. I just, yeah. So I think it's good. Uh, and I really like the face design. The face design is like a traditional yeah. Asian like a gargoyle dragon gargoyle. Sort of like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you've seen those in Mulan. Of course. Uh, really cool face. Yeah. I liked the White Lotus stuff. I knew it would pay off. They weren't going to mm-hmm. set something up so cool like that and badass yeah. and like underground like that and not have mm-hmm. it come back up. I liked Boomy's His escape is awesome. Escape thing. Yeah. He single-handedly took back Omashu during the the fire eclipse. I thought that was like a really cool way to like it's just good writing. It's good it's writing. Exact. There's there's this show has or this episode has yeah. so many points in it. It's like, I cannot, they got it so right with this character. Yeah. 
they set it up so well a season ago of him being like, I'm just going to wait. Like that's how earthbenders do it. We just wait for an opportunity. And then he is just a madman and was like, Oh, this is my opportunity. I guess I'll break out now. Yeah. It just, it, it it fits his character so well. It fits the story beats so well. I love it. And there's so many other parts, but you keep going. I appreciate you letting me gush. (laughs) Um, and just little details too, where he rock bends something outside of his metal yes. coffin because he can't metal bend. Yeah, to pry his metal like cage thing open. He chin bends, which is unique. We haven't seen another earthbender mm. bend without with just their head. Is the first mm. one, first time. We've oh, seen that's this. true. The way that he took back that little montage in live action form is gonna be really cool too. Yeah. But like the way that he strains to like take this huge statue down, like mm-hmm. his maniacal laughter, all just super crunchy, yummy, mm-hmm. easy to enjoy. I th- Those are the ones that come to mind, but I would love yeah. to hear some of yours. I know I took a, a lot of the big oh, ones. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Iroh's explanation. I It made so much sense when he's explaining this is not in my destiny and he's explaining his destiny mm. for so many reasons. He's the right person to have this line. Because he's all, that's what his character has been about for so long, is trying to not shape Zuko's destiny, but he's trying to let Zuko find his destiny. And like it's mirrored in different ways. Both with his reunion, you get a sense of that, of that's what he's been doing all along, is allowing Zuko to grow into and discover his destiny. And then immediately after, knowing his own destiny and what his role is in the world. Not only for his personal reasons of, you know, I'm, I'm going to open this tea shop. Uh, it's not my destiny to face the Fire Lord, but it's also a practical reason that he can't do that because that would be ugly. And it's also, it, this is the Avatar's destiny to do that. So we're just yeah. going to support the Avatar. And it also just so neatly sets up what's to come by just saying like, all right, everyone's going to have their own little battle so that it's not like a... Like the whole gang against the Fire Lord, it's just not quite the same unless it's our yeah. main character versus the main antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. So many reasons that I like his little explanation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I just didn't have the wherewithal to process all the depth of this episode. Yeah. And I think this episode truly is starting to just we're just starting to reap the benefits of all the so the, the the seeds that have been planted throughout the whole show. Yeah. Like plot-wise and thematically, but oh man, the reason that I think this show really reaches timeless and classic phase is like stuff like this, like even just this monologue that Iroh has, I think, I don't want this to sound dramatic, but I think I'm not very religious, Yeah, but I've come to really appreciate the role that religion and Christianity or whatever religion and, and old ancient biblical texts play in philosophy civilization yeah one's own like sense of purpose and mental health as we get older we we start to develop like existential questions and and sometimes nihilism and dread and we really start to ask questions of like what is the meaning of life and what is the right way to live and i think stories compelling stories are ways to reach millions of people with a really like comforting and good message. Mm. Right. And I think the Bible is a really good example of the good ways that it does it. And I know it feels kind of ridiculous to some people, but I think the best animes and this show accomplishes that in a way that Western animes and often Western TV shows don't. Yeah. I don't really see it in Western TV shows often. And as much as one piece as much as uh, Naruto, as much as these shows have so much filler and so much unnecessary cleavage and I'm going to protect my friends, repetitive <laughs> stuff, I think where it really leaves me feeling like I am soapboxing so hard here. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Where it leaves me feeling like uplifted and like obsessed is these kind of messages of like watching Iroh mm-hmm. or watching, if it's Naruto, it's like watching. Um, Naruto's master, the the Toad Sage, mm-hmm. or the perv, the Pervy Sage, Erosenin they call him, or in One Piece it's watching like Whitebeard, like these these men that are high that sacrifice a lot and put in the work to be highly competent to have power to protect those weaker 
and mm. to protect justice. And they also understand enough of the world and how the world works. And they also know that they are such a small piece of the puzzle and they have a role to play and they will gladly play that role with a re- without recognition because the point isn't them. The point is helping the world move on slightly better off. Yeah. And you see that in Roku, you see that in Iroh, you see that in the characters that I mentioned from these other animes. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it really inspires me to live, I don't know, with something bigger in mind, live yeah. better. And like, I don't think it's just a male thing, but I think it is hard as a guy. I can only speak to that. Like it is hard to figure out like what a healthy masculine way to be is or what mm-hmm. it means to be a man in modern society. But like, I think stories like Iroh really like, yeah. Help us with that. Dude, I went on such a fucking no, soapbox that, there, but I want I want that was a yeah. tirade. No, it's not. No, it's not. Okay, okay. I'm, I'll stop I'm very, qualifying. I'm grateful. I guess that's I'm grateful what, for this. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I went into a fucking zone there. But I love Iroh. I love this show. And that's th- yeah. those are some reasons why. This is why it sticks with you, is it's relatable and it speaks to more than just a fun story. I don't know, it speaks to us on on deeper levels, once you get to know these characters more and you get to see them progress and it's so satisfying. And that's why I love this finale. The finale is so great. And there's two more other great episodes to come, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's go over our dislikes real quick. Let's do it. Yep, yep. You know, I not too many dislikes. Initially, I was like, no fucking way. When I saw that Finn... <laughs> When I saw that Finn, I was like, no way. This is actually yeah. a fucking... T- I, you I like, texted me. actually went, pa, and I texted Eli. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> it took me out of it for a minute, but I think they played it off pretty okay. This is such a... I feel like an asshole for nitpicking this, but yeah. what is her name? Lang Chen or whatever? Chen, Yang, Chen, Yang Chen. Yang Chen? Yeah. Her five-head hair situation... <laughs> I was like, I would actually prefer to have been like completely shaved. I think that, or like, I think right. that would have been really interesting, cool. Look. I know, I know what you mean. It's the it's the monk look. Yeah. I don't know what it's inspired by per se, but it does catch you off guard because they want her to look different than Aang. Yeah, but I think it would have been cool to see a completely shaved woman with like you can tell from her face like she has yeah. slightly more feminine features but yeah because um the girl that plays ang in the the play like you can yeah, tell you that can she's t- a girl yeah, for sure but yeah i mean that's such a dumb nitpick this what this section is for <laughs> but yeah that was one that was one that came to mind i thought the bit with grandpa who was like mid I was yeah like, okay it's a soccer zinger yeah that's it what do you got <laughs> I mentioned this when we started. You had your banana and your two mm. oh, yeah. oranges. Did you notice? I didn't remember this. The shape of the white lotus camp is like dick shaped. It was such a clear dick <laughs> imagery. No way. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm scrubbing back for this. Go back. Go back and look. It's the most obvious dick shape. This is the cover of Little Mermaid all over again. What is this? This one is much oh! more. Ba- yes. And they show it twice. No way. I was like, huh? Wait, that's a little bit. <laughs> I, know. I know. Yeah, right here. Wait, why did they do it like this? Exactly. That's why it's a critique of mine. This is minute 39. Yeah, 39-ish. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say is that is there. Huh. There's many ways to lay out a camp. And they laid it out that way. I get what they're going for. They're like, okay, our grand... Lotus is going to be at the end of this walkway. I mean, it, it's just unfortunate. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it, essentially it's a road and a cul-de-sac, but the <laughs> way that it's animated for some reason, it, it certainly looks it's like very, a dick and balls. Distinctly. Yeah. What other, okay. My other critique, I think the animation where we see from space and we see the comet. Yeah. That was animated a little poorly. Yeah, that took me out of it a little bit. The fire trail wasn't going in the right direction. It was moving. But I did love seeing the... uh, He had the vision of the comet, right? And you see Mm. it for real this time. Yeah. Love that. But this was immediately preceded by the shot that it's... I feel like what happened is they watched the episode down. They're like, 
yeah, that's the shot of the comet. But then I feel like we need to establish the comet. And so someone just drew that up real quick and it just didn't look very good. Yeah, it did take me out of it a little bit. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like, um, do you remember those like, like museum VHS videos from when we were kids? Of course. The theme song is like, oh, you're talking about, um, what's it called? Nova? Is it Nova? Well, that was on PBS, but they made VHS. Maybe, maybe. It basically looked like publicly funded content. Yeah. Which uh, Nova was. Graphics. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a roast. It, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about our freshman year bogus thesis. Yep, yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One critique I had. Yeah. It actually didn't make sense to me that the Shershu couldn't smell Aang. Because it's on this earth, right? Yeah. Because they but said... have They haven't explained it yet. Huh? Yeah, yes. But they haven't explained it yet. Okay, okay. So I, su- I should just watch the rest? Is that what you're saying? No, I, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but but let, let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, Eli. I can't say too Something much. Something fishy. Something fishy's going on here, but okay, I hear you. Can't say too much. Let's talk about our freshman year bogus thesis. All right, sexy voice, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freshman year bogus thesis. What you got, Eli? What do I got? Yeah. I got thesis, and it is that... Oh, it's so hard to do a thesis that's not a spoiler. Yeah, don't do it. I won't. Yeah, I can't mention the lion turtle, really. Oh, actually, yeah. There, and you're making me think back on the lion turtle now. There was markings on it? that turtle. That makes it more significant. I mean, it seems like a pretty significant animal, right? I mean... No, for sure. But also, Roku didn't know where he was, which I was like, huh. Maybe the the turtle even transcends the avatars. He created the avatars. Or something. I don't know. Listen, I'll I'm stop thinking say, about it. I'll stop. Thinking uh, yeah. About it. Don't think about it too hard, because <laughs> it's kind of no point. Um, All right. I just uh, have a joke of a thesis, but how about you? What do you have? It's something with Momo. Mm. I think my thesis is going to be that Momo is how the fish is the moon, and like this turtle is something. That Momo is actually the spirit of I don't know air or the clouds or something, and like. He can actually give Aang like a super strong power up. And yeah, Momo's been in disguise the whole time. Yeah, like Momo's actually been like not the spirit of um Aang's master, but like the spirit of the air nation, like infused into mm. this one animal. Mm-hmm. And we know this because he guided Aang to the turtle and was with him on the turtle. Mm-hmm. And am I onto something actually? I thought this was bogus. I'm actually starting to be like, wait a minute, is this a thing? Because he has been with Aang the whole fucking time. If I get this right too, then I'm I'm just a fucking genius. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's all I got. Okay. He's gonna because initially I was gonna be like Momo's actually like a demon mole, <laughs> but I was like, nah, I don't think that's true. That's too bogus. You have such a good poker face. Sometimes I'm like, wait, did I? Am I onto something? I'll never say. <laughs> I got you good last episode. Yeah. Well, because I thought I I did not think I was right about the turtle. I I remember saying something that I, I thought was really clever, and because I thought you're you were trying to hide that I was right, but I don't remember what that was about. And it turned out not to be right. I do that a lot. I try to throw you yeah. off. I might yeah, overreact yeah, yeah, yeah. to something that's not true. Good job. Thank you. My thesis is that Avatar Karuk has never showed up before, mm. because even after death. He continues to not give a shit about worldly <laughs> affairs and has never felt like he needs to catch up. Even when they go to the Northern Water Tribe where he's from and he says, I, I'll oh, keep me true. out of this. Keep me out of this. And even when Ko brandishes the face of his lover, Aang is not like, oh, I should talk to him about it. He's like, no, don't. Don't bother me. He left the Avatar state on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> Well, my friends, it's about time to wrap this one up. When you hear from us next, it's going to be the last time that we're diving into a new episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. I'll save the sentimentals for next episode, but I do sincerely hope to see you all there. This episode has been brought to you by... Turtle Chips. (laughs) What is it? Turtle Chips. (laughs) Turtle Chips. People do eat turtles. People people eat literal turtles, but I'm talking about turtle chips. Is that a thing? Yeah, they they're like a Korean snack. It's like um Is it made from turtles? No, no, no. It's like <laughs> flaky. It's like 
Imagine if like you turned like cornflakes. Mm, love them. They're like cornflakes kind of, but they're layered. So it's like Ooh. you you put like four they're extra crunchy cornflakes like and you pinch the sides and it turns into like a little Ooh. Like, like wafer a turtle. shape. Like a turtle shell. Yeah. I would love turtle that. Chips. Turtle chips. I think you would like it. I'll get it for you. I gotta show you. Last time we talked about or a couple episodes we talked about Korean snacks and I love mm. I love Korean snacks and I love Korean food. I like Korean people. And Korean people for sure. <laughs> Got the best Korean food in LA, man. It's it's so yeah, good. Dude. I miss, so I miss much. LA food. Oh man. Kore- just especially Korean food. There's more good Korean food in LA now. Yeah. It's it's not just one thing. There's so many different restaurants that all specialize in that one dish that everyone gets, and then you get it and you're like, yes, this is worth the hype. And every new place I go to, I'm like, I've just found another comfort food that I'm gonna want. And I, yeah, <laughs> habitually, dude. Have you ever had a uh, gopchang like intestine stir fry? No. What, what's how do you spell that? G O P C H A N G. Maybe it's like uh, intestine no. stir fry. I haven't had it, bro. It's good. <laughs> Let me put you onto that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I'm I'm down to try it. Whatever. Yeah, it's so good, bro. <laughs> well, listeners, thank you again. We'll see you next time for one final go, one final new episode. Really, it's two. But really, it's one half. Well, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a little uh, sentimental, man. I'm getting, a yeah. Little it's been a big emotional piece of work putting this together, and I'm definitely yeah. going to be emotional recording that last one. Yeah. But man. again, listeners, there's still going to be more to come, so don't get too teary-eyed. Yeah. Peter, you have any words of wisdom? I mean, how do I top anything from this episode? You know, <laughs> I think I resonate most with what Iroh was saying is, or what Iroh embodies, and it's that we all have our part to play and that's exactly enough 